This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Teal for a beautiful smile. The life of Riley for laughs. Teal, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it. T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley, in the life of Riley. Chester A. Riley is a good husband and a loving father, but there's some who think he should have been born a hundred years ago, judging by his stern Victorian attitude toward his 16-year-old daughter, Babs. Right now, we find Babs tangling with her father on the subject of boyfriends. But, Daddy, I'm not serious about Simon Vanderhopper. He's just a friend, so what harm is there if he visits my home? I'll tell you what harm it is. That Simon is a boy who... He's a boy who... Well, what? He's a boy, that's enough. <laughs> he's a lazy loafer, he'll never amount to anything. But, Daddy, he's only 22. 22. Do you realize that when I was 22, your mother was supporting me and a baby? I mean... <laughs> I mean, I was supporting your mother. This Simon is a loafer. Why, he is not. He's in business for himself. He sells bubble gum. Some business, a mouth-to-mouth salesman. Oh, he seems like a nice boy, Riley. He acts like a gentleman. Mother's right. Simon's not like all the other boys. He never tries to kiss a girl. On top of everything else, he's a dope, too. <laughs> the main thing, I, I just don't like his face. Well, every man can't be good-looking. You ought to know that. <laughs> okay, so I'm one of the lucky ones. I mean that That Simon's face reminds me of a guy I used to work for back in Brooklyn Skin Flint Griffin, that was his name Griffin? Yeah Oh, the man who ran that candy factory Well, what's he got to do with all this? Uh, That Griffin hounded me every day I worked in that candy factory Three years I slaved for him I was a chocolate milker So what? That's in the past Uh, So what, she says I never told you why he fired me He framed me said I drilled holes in ten pounds of cherry chocolates and sucked out the syrup with a straw. <laughs> oh, forget it. Yeah, forget it. Then I tried to get a job in a licorice factory, but he called them up and blackballed me. But, Daddy, what's all this got to do with Simon? I told you, every time I look at Simon, I think of Griffin. When I think of Griffin, I get mad at Simon, so don't ever let me catch him in this house. Oh, but jeepers. I... That's final. My head is made up. Oh, Babs, let's not talk about it anymore right now. Oh, all right, Mother. Well, that's better. You see what a little sensible talking will do? Everybody gives their side of the argument, and then you do what I want, and it's all settled. <laughs> that's what you call democracy. <laughs> but, Simon, you'll just have to go. I shouldn't have let you in the house in the first place. Now, please go. But I don't want to go, Barbara. I can't live without you. You're my everything. <laughs> What's that popping noise? It's my bubble gum. It always does that when I'm excited. 
Oh, Daddy'll be here soon, Simon. You'll just have to go. All day long, all I do is think about you. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I can't work. And I like to eat and sleep. <laughs> Say you'll marry me. I love you madly. What to say? This is all so sudden. Well, that's the way I am. I look like a big, quiet lake, but I've got a terrific undertow. <laughs> Can't you see what I'm trying to say? I love you madly. Well, I, I'm flattered, Simon, but I'm not in love with you. I just like you. But if my father catches you here, well, what has he got against me? Well, you see, Simon, it's your face. My face? Your father doesn't have to look at me. I know how we can make him happy. When I come to see you, we can sit in the dark. Oh, Simon, how you talk. I can't control myself. I love you madly. It's, it's just no use, Simon. My father's got an idea that you're, well, not successful enough. How can he say that? I'm ambitious. Only today I got a new sideline. I'm going to sell greeting cards. Greeting cards? Yeah, also Christmas cards and New Year's and wedding and birth announcements. Well, is there much money in that, Simon? Well, I'll say there is. Would you like to be partners with me, Barbara? Oh, gee, I, I do need some extra money for Christmas. All right, Simon, I'll do it. Oh, but we'll have to keep this a secret from my folks. They wouldn't like it. Oh, oh, it's my father. If he sees you, quick, hide. Hide? Why? Please, please, Simon, hide. I'm no coward. I'm ready to fight for you. I'm ready to die for you. Where shall I hide? (laughs) There. No, 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 here. Behind the couch. All right. Oh, bed. Where? Oh, oh, here you are. Oh, Daddy. Hello. Hello. What's the matter, Babsy? Why are you acting so funny? Funny? Me? Uh, are you alone? Why do you ask that? I don't know. Well, anyway, I'm glad you ain't mad at me on account of I won't let you see that simple Simon. Believe me, I know best. Oh, Daddy, Simon's all right. Yeah, maybe so, but I'm allergic to him. <laughs> he reminds me of that mean boss I had. Then I get a tight feeling in my brain like any minute something's going to snap. <laughs> You see, just talking about it and it happens. I... Uh, uh, wait a minute. That, that wasn't my brain. That sounded like... That was bubblegum. Babs, are you chewing bubblegum? Oh, come in the kitchen, Daddy. I'll make you a cup of coffee. Wait a minute. Where, where there's bubblegum, there's that blowhard, Simon. <laughs> where is he, Babs? Where is he? Here I am, Mr. Riley, behind the couch. So, the minute my back is turned, you come sneaking in here. Get out from behind there, you, you, you couch slouch. <laughs> Mr. Riley, if you'd only try to like me, I'll... Get I'll... out of this house. Yes, sir. I'm going. I'm going. Goodbye, Barbara. Goodbye, Simon. And stay out. I don't want my daughter going around with no 22-year-olds. And don't come back here till you're younger. <laughs> Who's that? It's your neighbor, Waldo Binney. Oh, oh. Oh, hello, Waldo. How are you tonight? 
Oh, my aching back. <laughs> Did your uh, wife hit you again? Yes, she was furious when I caught her eavesdropping on that argument you had with young Simon. You don't say. Well, how do you know she was eavesdropping? I turned around and there she was, right behind me. <laughs> Riley, I'm afraid you've made a big mistake. I never make a mistake. What did I do this time? It's the old story. I can see the headlines already. Irate father drives daughter's boyfriends away. Lonely daughter leaves home. Father's stricken with remorse. Oh, go on. My dad's ain't leaving home on account of a boyfriend. She loves her home. She wouldn't be the first. Poor homeless girl. Defenseless, penniless. Drifting lower and lower. Until in the end, there's only the river. Uh, uh, what river? There's no river in Los Angeles. Well, they go to the river to... Well, wow, don't stop it! If only their fathers hadn't been so cruel to them. If only they hadn't driven them out of the house. Now, wait a minute, Waldo. I let Babs have boyfriends, only that Simon, well, he's not good enough for my sweet Babs. Well, if you chase Simon away, that'll only drive the two of them closer together. Why don't you be diplomatic? You mean hit him? <laughs> No, he's too little. I mean, kill him off with kindness. Throw Babs and him together. All the time. If she sees too much of him, she'll get sick of him. Well, say, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'll fix it so she'll see nothing but Simon, Simon, Simon. Yes, sir, before I get through, Babs will be Simonized. <laughs> Out of the house. Oh, that man. Hello, Dumplin. Hello, Hello Betsy. Uh, where is that sweet darling Simon? Uh, don't tell me he's gone. Why, you know very well he's gone. You made him go. I made him go? Now, what gave you that idea? <laughs> Why, don't try to deny it, Riley. Your exact words were get out and stay out. And that's why he left. Well, he's oversensitive. Dad, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to have Simon over again some night. I love that boy like my own son. Riley, did you get your head caught in the bus door again today? <laughs> I, Daddy, you mean Simon can actually come here in the future? Well, who's talking about the future? We'll have him here tomorrow for supper. I'll invite him over myself right now. What's the little angel's phone number? these fresh garden peas, Simon, darling. I know they're fresh. I opened the can myself. <laughs> Thank you. Mr. Riley, it was very wonderful of you to invite me. Oh, that's the way I am, Simon. Wonderful. I want you to feel that this house is your home. I uh, may even give you a key. <laughs> Gee, that's swell, Mr. Riley. Gosh, Barbara, and I thought your father didn't like me. Oh, Daddy's hard to understand sometimes. Not like you. Well, of course I like you, Simon. You're ambitious. You're starting small, but someday you'll be making your own chewing gum. And the name of Vanderhopper will be on the tip of everybody's tongue. <laughs> I hope so. But I was thinking of changing my name for business reasons. Vanderhopper is too long. Well, short name don't guarantee success. Otherwise, my father would have been a millionaire. When he signed his name, he made an X. <laughs> well, originally, our family name was much longer. It was Vander Griffenhopper. Well, yeah, that is a pretty long name, Vander Griffin. What was that name again? Vander Griffin Hopper. Uh, 
Daddy, please pass the bread. You see, there were three brothers. My father changed it to Vanderhopper. Another brother calls himself Hopper. And the third brother calls himself Griffin. Griffin? Yes, sir. He's in the candy business in Brooklyn. Oh, Riley, you, you dropped the bread platter. The, 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 the candy business? Um, uh, Simon, have you seen any movies lately? Let's go to one now. I, uh, I bet he's a nice fellow, your Uncle Griffin. Oh, you'd love him. He tells the funniest stories. Once he discovered all the cherry chocolates in the place had holes drilled in them, and somebody had sucked out the syrup. Simon. Let's go to the movies right now. In the middle of dinner? Well, I had no idea you were such a movie fan. Wait. Go on, Simon. You were saying someone sucked out the syrup. Did your uncle tell you who? Yeah, there was some big baboon working for him. Oh, dear. Now, I broke a plate. My uncle says that this fella should have been named Opium because he was such a dope. <laughs> hey, Daddy! Simon, get out of this house! Daddy, please! Oh, Mr. Riley, did I say something? Get out of this house! But why? I thought you liked me. The honeymoon is over! <laughs> Teal is brought to the first act of The Life of Riley, and we'll return to Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter. Are you using your present toothpaste or powder just because of its famous name? You feel it couldn't possibly damage your teeth? Well, listen. Any toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives can grind ugly cavities into your teeth at the gum line. The chances are it's happening to your teeth right now, unless you use Teal, the safe liquid dentifrice. You see, out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. Now, when gums recede, softer parts of your teeth are exposed, yes? Twenty-five times softer than tooth enamel. And those parts are easily damaged by daily brushings with toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. The chances are eight in ten you are risking those ground-in cavities daily, unless the dentifrice you use contains no such abrasives. Now, this is important. Of all leading dentifrices, there's only one that contains no abrasives. Only one. And its name is Teal. Teal cleans teeth with an amazing patented ingredient, without abrasives. Therefore, protect your teeth from such cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. The Teal way takes one extra minute a week to make teeth look their sparkling best safely. Just follow directions. Remember, your whole family will enjoy Teal's foamy action, its tangy flavor. So insist on T-E-E-L, Teal, the liquid dentifrice. Now, back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. For the second time in 24 hours, Riley has thrown his daughter's boyfriend, Simon, out of the house. An hour later, Riley's daughter, Babs, slipped quietly out the back door carrying a suitcase. On the corner, Simon was waiting, breathless with excitement. Together, they rushed off into the darkness, where nobody knows. Simon, I'm, I'm sorry you talked me into this. If Daddy finds out, he'll be furious. I don't care. I'm willing to take my chances, because I love you. Oh, shh. That's so loud. Someone will hear you. Let the whole world hear me. I'll shout it at the top of my voice. I love you madly. <laughs> well, how much farther is it? Well, here we are now. See the sign? John Schweitzer, Justice of the Peace. Come on, Barbara. Do you think he'll do it? For sure. He's going to make money out of it. 
Good evening, Judge Schweitzer. My name well, is... Well, well, well. A handsome young man. <laughs> a blushing young girl. A little suitcase. I know what that means. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, you don't understand. We don't want to get married. Oh, you don't? Oh. Uh, but I thought when I saw the suitcase... Well, that's full of samples of our greeting cards and wedding announcements. You see, we're selling them. Here's my peddler's license. Well, why do you come to me? Well, we thought you marry a lot of couples, and... And they'll want to tell their friends about it, so we thought maybe you'd like to be our agent and take orders on commission. Oh. Oh, I see. Well, I'm always willing to make an extra buck. I mean, uh, to help young people out. <laughs> oh, but you're so unreasonable, Riley. You can't just throw a boy out of the house. Just like that. Well, why not? Didn't your father used to throw me out of the house just like that? What's good enough for me is good enough for Simon. But it didn't do one bit of good. In the end, I married you. Well, I'll see to it that Bibs don't make the same stupid mistake. <laughs> I don't want to discuss it. But Riley... Oh, now, who can that be? Oh, good evening. Come in. Who is it, Frank? It's your friend, Mr. O'Dell, the undertaker. The friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> Sit down, Digger. You look tired. Did you have a hard day? Oh, yes. I covered a lot of ground. <laughs> I'm thinking of taking in a partner. The load is getting too heavy for one man to carry. You should try and relax during work, Digger. Take, take a few minutes off and stretch out somewhere. I don't dare. <laughs> you see, I have a nearsighted assistant. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. O'Reilly, that was only a joke. I love humor. Whimsical witticism. Crackling wisecracks. Pungent puns. I adore jokes. Yes, okay. Well, I'm glad you're happy, Digger. What's troubling you, my friend? Digger, being a father's no cinch. All I get is trouble, trouble, trouble. And it'll never end. Oh, yes, it will. <laughs> Take my word for it. But I grant you children are a problem. Take my daughter. Lily Fern? No, Pantagruel. <laughs> the pretty one. The one who looks like me. <laughs> Poor child. No boyfriends call on her. They absolutely refuse to come to our house. You'd think we had a skeleton in our closet. <laughs> I got trouble with my daughter, too. Only she's got boyfriends that I don't want her to have. So she saw at me. She's in a room now, sulking. Oh, no, she isn't. On my way here, I saw her in the street with a young man. She's out? With a boy? What did he look like? I couldn't see his face very well. But as I passed them, I heard him declaim, I love you madly. <laughs> and crack his knuckles with a loud pop. That wasn't knuckles, that was bubblegum. She's out with Simon. And I forbode her to see him. <laughs> I don't blame you. This Simon is certainly no gentleman, letting Babs carry that heavy suitcase. Uh, that's just like him to let Babs carry a uh, uh, suitcase. What would Babs be doing with Simon in a suitcase? T 
figure. They couldn't be. Oh, good heavens, Riley. They're eloping. Uh, eloping? My, my little beds. She's so young. That weasel, Simon. <laughs> you have my sympathy, Riley. The boy's a cad. Digger. Digger, I can't stand here. I've got to do something. I... Peg! Peg, come here, quick! What's the matter? Babs and a loaf, Dave Simon. <laughs> Babs and... Mr. O'Dell, what's he talking about? I'd better go. But remember, Riley, if you need me, just call. I'm your friend, and I'll be the last to let you down. <laughs> Here we are. Riley, what's this all about? Answer me. Digger saw Babs open with a suitcase. She was carrying Simon. <laughs> Eloping. I don't believe it. And it's all my fault. I could have made her so happy. Instead of that, I made her get married. We're, we're not sure she's married. Let's look in her room first. Maybe she, she left a note or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Huh? Is anything gone? Her clothes? I can't tell. She always leaves a room in such a mess. Peg! Peg on her dresser. A note. No, it, it, it's some kind of a greeting card. Yeah. Yeah, and it says... Peg... Peg, listen to this. <laughs> to my bride-to-be. Today, my love, you'll be my wife and live within my heart. Together we will go through life never more to part. 25 cents. <laughs> I know it. They're getting married. This proves it. Married? Oh, no, I don't believe it. She's just a baby. Look, there's one of her little bobby socks on the floor. <laughs> Only this morning, some of her little toes was in it. And now it's empty. Riley. If Babs did do this, you're to blame. You drove her to it. I was only trying to protect her. Well, don't you know it's normal for a young girl to have boyfriends? It's, it's human nature. Well, that's what I was trying to protect her against, human nature. <laughs> hey, I'm a failure as a father. My poor little Babs. Look, the phone. Maybe it's them calling from Niagara Falls. If that Simon tries to reverse the charges, I'll... I'll... Hello? Is Simon Van Hopper there? Oh, but I wish he was. Well, the girl who was with him left this phone number. Who is this? Uh, tell him Mr. Schweitzer called. Who? John Schweitzer, the Justice of the Peace. Justice of the Peace? <laughs> yeah, they left their license here. License? <laughs> well, yes, and they'll need it. Tell them to pick it up, huh? Goodbye. Uh, uh, hello? Wait, hello? Hey, that was the Justice of the Peace. They forgot their marriage license at his place. Oh, Riley. Our little girl. Married. I'll put an end to that marriage. I'll tear up the license. I'll take that Simon and have him a note. <laughs> yes, yes, but let's be calm. Let, let's talk to them first. And Simon's parents. Listen, somebody's coming. Quiet, Peggy. Gee, Babs, I hope your father isn't home. I don't think he is. I don't see his cap on the piano. Steph, when I lay my hands on him... Riley, I forbid you to hit him. Now, promise. Please, just one little punch in the nose. <laughs> After all, he's my son-in-law. No. Better if we discuss it quietly. Well, okay. Maybe you're right. I'll hide the suitcase and then... <gasps> Daddy! <laughs> Good night, Babs. Just a minute, Simon! Riley, please. Just, just a minute, son. Don't go yet. Sit down. Yes, sir. Well? Oh, Daddy, Simon and I did something tonight. Now, now, please don't get upset, but we went and... I know what you went and did. I found this card, and I spoke that as justice of the peace. Oh, Simon, he knows. Mr. Riley, I hope you're not angry. Why shouldn't I be? Oh, but, Daddy, it's only temporary. It's only till Christmas. <laughs> what? Christmas, nothing. I'm calling it off right now. 
but we can't call it off. We already ordered the baby announcements and... <laughs> baby announcements? Oh, my heavens! Yes, sir. I don't let the grass grow under my feet. <laughs> Baby announcements, but you were just married. Married? Yeah, you married? Who, us? Well, what are you talking about, Daddy? We're just selling Christmas cards and baby announcements. But, but the Justice of the Peace and, and the license. Oh, that's just a peddler's license. The Justice of the Peace is one of our agents. Gee, I wish Barbara would marry me. I love her madly. But, <laughs> uh, well, uh, let me get this straight. Babs, you mean... You and Simon didn't get married? Oh, why, Daddy, of course not. I'm still single. What a revolting development. This is... <laughs> Rallies will be back in half a minute. Don't you think it's a pity to risk cavities in your teeth? Cavities ground in at the gum line by the daily use of toothpastes or powders containing harsh abrasives. Cavities so easily avoided by the use of teal. Yes, teal. For teal cleans teeth without abrasives. Protects teeth from such damage. So ask for T-E-E-L, teal, the tangy, refreshing liquid dentifrice. Why, Riley, that's the box of cherry chocolates that Simon sent to Babs. You didn't take any. I didn't touch them. Well, they do look tasty. Oh, I don't think there'll be any harm in trying just one. No, 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 no. Much oh, well, they're delicious. Oh, that's funny. Well, there's no syrup inside. And there's a tiny hole in each Riley? Uh, I'm innocent. I didn't do it. I tell you, I'm innocent. She must have been a woodpecker. I swear I'm innocent. I didn't do it. Procter and Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guest next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. The script by Ashmead Scott, Alan Litt Scott, and Reuben Schiff. Tonight's cast included Paula Winslow, Sharon Douglas, John Brown, Warren Mills, and Dink Trout. So until next week at the same time, this is Ken Carpenter saying goodnight for Teal. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. Good night. Ladies, Dreft is back. Dreft, Procter & Gamble's amazing suds discovery for washing silks, nylons, woolens, dishes. Dreft, that gives you faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. I can tell you that's true. Why, dressed wonderful suds keep my color things so bright and gay-looking, I can hardly believe my eyes. My stockings, rayons, woolens, all stay beautiful as a dream. And dishes. Say, dress makes dishes shine without wiping. Even glasses sparkle without touching a towel to them. Yes, dress amazing suds rinse clean and clear. Leave no dulling film the way all soaps do. There's no soap fading ever. No wonder colors sparkle. No wonder dishes shine without wiping. Ladies, look for dress in the bright green package. It's still scarce, so keep asking for it. Dreft, 
the amazing suds discovery that brings you faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's D-R-E-F-T, dress. This is the National Broadcasting Company.